Welcome back to the Process Podcast, where we interview individuals who have reached success in any sector of life to hear their process of how. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 8 of the Process Podcast. I'm your host, Samuel Fouch. I'm here today with the one and only Lenny Collins, here at his business, Collins United Flooring in Carmel, Indiana. Lenny, how are you doing today? Doing good, bud. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome. So today, Lenny, I want to start off, I start all my podcasts with three things of gratitude, and I'll start. So my first thing of gratitude is actually, Lenny, I'm grateful for you and my dad for starting businesses. This ability to be able to watch you guys, I've actually shadowed Lenny a couple of times, and I work for my father, and to see you guys in action, managing a company, I mean, it's just, it's a perspective that kids at my age don't see. Most parents would work for someone, and for me to literally watch entrepreneurs, mind-blowing. My second thing I'm grateful for is I'm grateful for, actually, this is a crazy one. I'm grateful for soldiers. I uh, When I wake up in the morning, say I'm, it's real early and I'm having a bad day, I think of how my day could be a lot worse if I was out in war, fighting battles. So I really put that mindset in, and I kind of think of, you know, Sam in school, I have a test, or Sam working for my dad, I get yelled at by a customer. Am I really going to be in any problematic situation compared to someone fighting in legit war? Mm -hmm. My third thing I'm grateful for is straight marketing. Marketing has just been a passion that has taken over my life. I love everything from trying to figure out how I can get a consumer into the business to everything from Facebook ads, email marketing. It is awesome. So Lenny, I'm going to ask you, what are three things that you're grateful for? I would say life... Life, family, and friends. Can you hear me now? Yeah, there you go. All right, there we go. Life, Life, family, and friends. friends. So what would be, out of those three, what would be your big thing that keeps you motivated every day? Um, Life, um, getting up every day, not being six feet under, being six feet on top, knowing what I'm put on this earth for, what I'm going to accomplish today, what I'm going to do, and then um, family and friends would be the next thing. so definitely keeping, um, this is another crazy one. I, a lot of people don't keep in the perspective of that you will die. Oh, and of course. We're only here for a certain amount of time, and I want to be able to mold what I can mold and and make a uh, thing here, you know, mold what I have and be not, not so much as a legacy, but, uh, you know, want to sit back and think that I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish, and that's what I was here for. Yep. A lot of people, a lot of older individuals, they uh, – a speaker I listen to, Gary Vaynerchuk, he explains that you hear older people, they're like, they regret things. And could, could you imagine being at the end of your day and literally regretting what you've done in life? I mean, that just to me, just, I don't know, it blows me away. But let's get off off that track. Yeah. Let's move into, so with my podcast being The Process, Lenny, let's start, let's start in your 20s because he's a business owner. He owns his own carpentry business. But let's start in your 20s. When well, when did you start in carpentry? I imagine. Well, I was in the flooring business. I uh, decided not to go to college. Um, you, um, got in the flooring business um, pretty much all through high school. Actually, my junior, uh, all through high school, um, and uh, woke up one day and decided to start up a floor covering business. After that, um, so I would say we've been in business now for about nineteen years, um, and hopefully, I got another. <laughs> 10 or 15 more we'll just have to see so let's but didn't you work for someone for a 
Well, extended I sub- period I of time. I worked for my dad for a little while, um, subcontracted for many years. And then I went to Superior uh, Carpet, which I learned a lot there. Yep. And then um, left there and subcontracted for another couple of years. And um, I decided to go out on a limb and start up a business and I always wanted to own, own a company and um, thought I could do it. And here we are today. And that's what I was going to move into my next question is, so what was, so obviously you said you want to just start your own company. Was it just like in a one day span that you're like, man, I think I should start a business or what were your real big incentives that you thought, Hey, I'm working for someone. I'm learning the trade. I'm learning the skill. How, how is starting a company going to benefit me in the long term? What were, what were your big advantages to you? Uh, I would say I didn't want to work for the man no more. I wanted yep. to be the man. Um, exactly. I want to make my own hours, do what I want to do. And I like talking to people. I like exactly. to be able to, uh, I like scheduling things, like being able to put out the fires and like to be a problem solver, not a problem maker, uh, so to speak. But I don't know. I just, it, it took some time. It wasn't just one day woke up and said, Hey, I'm going to go out and start this company up. It, uh, it, it took a couple of years. I thought about it really hard for about two years. What's the pros? What's the cons? And, uh, owning a business and having a business is not very easy. It's, uh, it's extremely hard. And you have to be good at it. Um, you have a lot of different personalities you're dealing with, a lot of different uh, opinions. Um, and then along with that, uh, you've got a lot of employees that you're taking care of. And you're not only worried about you and your family, you're also worried about your employees and their families. And uh, all the weight kind of falls on your shoulders now, and you have to uh, keep marching forward. And uh, it's hard to find good people, you know. You just answered my next question. That was my, we'll, we'll get into a little more. So I was going to ask you, because in today's society, you don't have an Instagram, do you? No, I don't have Instagram or Facebook, no. So a lot of people on Instagram, they they glamour, glamorize, that's not how you say it, but they make light of how awesome entrepreneurship is. And I wanted you to, if you can, dig a little deeper, because we know the pros, you mentioned them, but when you said cons, is there any more? Because you obviously mentioned, you know, you, you're managing about how many people? Um, I would say, uh, about five people in the office and, uh, 13, 14 hourly and about s- five or six different sub crews. So that's, that's awesome. But as you mentioned, that's hard because you not only have to support your own family, but with the business, these people come here, collect a paycheck and you have to literally, you know, what if they're having a bad year? They come to you for their problems and oh, yeah. people don't understand. I mean, it's hard. I mean, to to run a business, to deal with the stress, deal with the pressure. It's hard, but it's also some people are molded for it, some people aren't. And that and that's where you see a lot of success and you see a lot of failure. But um let's move for that. Let's go into how did you come up with Collins United Flooring? Where did that vision come from? Well, um my dad obviously showed uh, taught me the trade. I yep. stayed with him for for years until I ventured off, you know, doing some other things. Um, uh, I, when I finally wanted to move forward with the company, I thought, um, you know, my dad's been around my life. He taught me what I was doing and, uh, I taught myself other things, um, with business and with floor covering. Um, there's not, there's different types of floor covering, you know, yep. not, not just installing carpet. There's a lot of hard surfaces, ceramic, there's just a lot more involved, but, um, since he was in my life and a part of my life, I wanted to do it, uh, Collins United flooring mm. to where we kind of came together and, uh, started up the company and, and here we are. So I wanted to ask how with entrepreneurship, what major mistakes did you make early on? Major mistakes. Um, Number one major mistake is probably not starting the business sooner. 
Really? Should have started sooner. I always wanted I, I wanted to have it very young. Um, was always scared. You yeah. know, I think every anybody's scared. Anybody that says they're not scared, I think they're full of it. They're lying. Um, there's there, there's just a lot of responsibility with it. Um, I would say, what what was? I mean, I know you're like. What was your question again? Just, I mean, <laughs> oh, you're fine. No. What were some of your mistakes early on with entrepreneurship? Early on, mistakes. Uh, maybe starting the guys off too much by the hour. <laughs> I screwed up doing that. Probably. How long did um, you do that for? Uh, <laughs> probably for about six weeks. <laughs> six. <laughs> Figured no, out I wasn't it, making no, any money. It wasn't too bad. It was. Um, there was there was a lot of different mistakes. Um. You know, you think you know everything, oh, you yeah. know, especially at that age. You think you know it all, don't want to listen to nobody. Um, and I, I, there's there's things that, I, that I've screwed up. I think I should have uh, – I wish I would have had a different location because mm-hmm. Carmel is uh, – you know, it's, it's rough getting up here every day, especially from where we live at on the Mooresville side of town. But yep. but then again, I've got other guys that drive from Greenwood, and they, they drive from all over the place, you yep. know. So yep. I guess it ain't fair to really say I want to have a company where I wanted it to be, but – I don't know. Um, I really don't know of a whole lot, really, to be honest with you. So moving on to my next question is, how did you – let's talk about your routine, your morning mm-hmm. routine, because I, I want to get into that big calendar that you have in there. I've actually – I've implemented that myself. <laughs> I hate that calendar. You don't like it? <laughs> no, I don't like that calendar stresses you out when you yeah, go and look at it? it stresses me out a lot. Everything stresses me. I'm surprised I ain't had a heart attack yet. But with your morning routine, what what, what time do you go to bed? Oh God, going to bed can vary anywhere from depending on how tired I am. Uh, man, I anywhere from nine thirty to eleven. What, like what time do you get up? Um, every morning, my alarm clock goes off between five and five thirty. Depends on how many times I hit snooze. <laughs> so you're getting up at five to five thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and see that's something that people want to start a business and they just don't i guess take in the perspective of how early you have to wake up because you'd say what what time do you clock out I, I i'm in here every morning from 6 30 to 4 and then i'll usually step out for a few minutes get away from everything kind of get myself back together for 30 minutes sometimes if, if someone wants to go to lunch i'll go out for an hour but mm. I, I generally speaking i don't like to really take long lunches i'd rather be here and somebody go and grab me something or or whatever i just feel like uh get a get get things done when I'm here. You know, when I'm out there, I feel like it's just more things that are being lost. If I'm here in front of the computer and taking on phones and figuring prints, it's just more than I can get done out of my hair. Yep. How, and when you come here and you clock in, is there any routine that you do for yourself when you come into the office? Uh, while I'm unlocking the door, I take a deep breath <laughs> <laughs> thinking what kind of storm am I going to walk in today? Yeah. Um, some days are good and some days are bad. Some days just really suck. And why is that? Um, it's just tough, you know, just in general, trying to keep everybody happy. You know, what kind of attitudes am I going to deal with on the guys? Yep. Um, what customer did we, did we make upset or didn't fulfill on our end? Um, and that's something that I, that I strive with that drives me crazy. You know, if the customer ain't happy, nobody's happy, I guess is the old saying. Or if uh, you can't make them happy, then you, you lose. But you just got different personalities and you, you just got to figure it out. You, like I said, it goes back to what I said earlier. You got to be a problem solver, not a problem maker, you know. And that was how, what do you do and what's your opinion on how do you express your people skills? How how good does people skills really have to be with owning a business? <clears throat> I don't know. I think. Uh, or, and I should ask, what, what do you do 
that makes your people skills so good. That's what I wanted to get to. Being understanding, yep. I think, is the biggest thing. Putting yourself in their shoes and being Empathy. honest with them. Yep. You know, if uh, you go there and you don't like something, don't don't just tell them that, uh, hey, it, it looks good. You know, shoot them straight. Be yep. honest with them. Yep. Tell them, hey, look, we, we screwed up here, and now we got, we're going to make it right. Yep. We're going to figure out a way to, to, to make this problem go away. Because at the end of the day, it, it is about the customer, the customer who's pay, who pays yep. you. And then you got to uh, – you, you got to make them happy. You got to, who do they know that they're going to refer you to someone else? Exactly. Who's that referral of that someone else of someone else that they know? It's just a triple down effect. It's a big snowball, you know? And I think that, um, I think a business is worth as much as you put into it. Exactly. I think if anyone wants to start up a business nowadays and you're willing to give it a hundred percent, you're willing to take care of the customer and, and be professional and speak to them right and, and, and treat them good. I think you'll go a long ways if you put in the time. Yep. If you don't put in the time, mark my words, it's going to fail. Yep, it's not. It's going to fail. You you, you got to give it a hundred percent. There is no if it look if it didn't take a hundred percent, everybody start up a business. Yep, it's it's a lot of stress. I, I I'm sure any business owner will tell you that. And that's what I was going to ask. So back to when you first early days, maybe first year to five years, how hard were you working hour wise, day wise? Oh God, first five years. In five years. Let's go with the first five years. Um, I would say the first. Two was horrible. Hor- why? Why just, so horrible? Just trying to make money. Where were you? Where were you located you know, at then? Um, what we did is down the street here. Oh, so you've always been in Carmel? Yeah, we've always okay. the business has always been here. We've yep. always been for ninety percent of the time that we've been in business, we've been in this strip mall here. Um, down the road here, we were just at a place called the Gradles, and there was a guy that uh, needed help with his rent. It was just a little bitty, uh, probably 18, 15, 1800 square feet yep. built, uh, warehouse. Yep. And we split it with him. It cost us uh, $500 a month. And uh, we struggled. You know, we, we didn't have health insurance, didn't have life insurance, didn't have 401k. We had nothing. We started it up with nothing. How many people did you start with? Um, it was me, my dad. And two helpers. So you had and four my people? my dad went in the office uh, to kind of start doing, trying to do some blueprints and stuff. And I went out in the, the field and done all the labor end of it with me and a couple guys. And it was tough. My God, it was tough. I mean, trying to make money and start a business with a couple helpers that don't really know a whole lot. Yeah, so they weren't trained individuals. I, one of them was. Yeah. Uh, the other one was, uh, he was just maybe, a, you know, two or three month helper. Oh, uh, the other one was pretty decent, but he wasn't full full you know journeyman installer i guess you'd say he yep. just wasn't all all hands on how were you getting jobs then um we were getting jobs on some of the side jobs that i've done for years with people that so referrals me, yep. referrals and then we worked for a couple other uh, commercial shops when we subcontracted so they would so at that time <clears throat> you were the subcontractor they'd bring you and your guys in they bring me and our guys in to do the work and instead of before, you know, me getting all the money and paying the guys or whatever. Yeah. I gave myself when I started up the business. I made uh, when I started up, I was bringing home six hundred and I think it was like six hundred or six hundred and twenty five dollars a week. Um, and there was a couple times I didn't we didn't even take a check because things were so tough. So, so tough, when yeah. we were subbing, we were making great money, but. When you start up a business, you don't get all that money. Exactly. You, know, you, you pay yourself every week and all the money goes into the company. So we didn't have a whole lot. It's not like we started up this business and had financial backing. No. Or we had $100,000 uh, equity credit or anything. We started the business up with 500 bucks. <laughs> I went and got incorporated, put $500 in the company. And then when I was seven every day, so to speak, then we opened up College United Floor. And I just, any money that I took from whatever I had, I just kind of dumped it into the company. And it just slowly, you know, got better. It just took some time. 
First five years were tough. First first five years are miserable. That's what I was going to say. When did you start to see see some light? See some. I would say probably sixth or seventh year, seventh year probably to where it was like, okay, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of a safety net. I'm there's a little bit of money in the bank now. So let, um, let's being able to breathe. Sorry to interrupt. Let's break that right there for anyone who's wanting to start a business. He didn't see anything positive. Well, I mean, you probably saw positive things, but seven seven years until you start to see a little backing, and that and that's where that word persistence. I mean. Seven years. That that in my notion, for me doing a podcast, I at least have seven years of making episodes till I see anything. Wouldn't you? There, wouldn't you say that'd be a yeah, nice I little say that. I would goal say that, set in my uh, head? I mean, anybody that uh, just a perspective of seven years before you even were feeling stomach not hurting. You know? Yeah. I mean, it was tough. You know, f- the, I would say the first five years, like I said, were tough. I think anybody that starts up a business with just a few hundred dollars and they say they were a millionaire the next year. They don't know anything about business. No, no. And that's the truth. Um, to, to run a successful business, it takes years. It takes years to make it. takes years to build it and, and then to keep it up and keeping it running. You know, you're only as good as your people, too. I'm going to stress that. Yep. Um, I think your employees, you invest in your employees and you take care of them. They do you a good job. But that's kind of your your eyes out there. Exactly. You know, you're in the office talking to everybody. You're, you, you're, there's so many personalities that you're dealing with, yep. you know, between the superintendents and GCs and your guys and the designers and the customers and the, just a lot involved. And sometimes you feel like you're short fused and yep. you just have to get yourself together and I don't know, kill them with kindness, you know, do let, the best you can do. And let's bounce to that. How do you, what do you do different? I don't know, say differently, but what do you do that allows? Cause I remember one time I came in here to shout at you and one of your guys who work in here, the first thing he said was, man, I, if I could have a boss like Lenny Collins, he, this is one of, you know, <laughs> well, I don't know if you remember that, but. Yeah, I, it, I remember something about it, but not the whole thing, but I do remember something about it, yeah. So what I'm getting at is, what <laughs> what do you do to make your, your not your customers, your employees happy? What, what what are some tips and tricks that you can think of that really keep your employees staying here, not wanting to leave? Visit them, you know? What I mean by that is go out on a job site, shake hands with them, let them know you're there, let them know you care, let them know you're just not some inside office guy that, uh, you, you know, that go out there and do and, and hump all the work and don't never see and you take the money and run. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It goes back to what I said earlier about uh, investing in your employees. If you got good employees and you invest in your employees, I think any business will be successful. Exactly. Um, you do little things for them, you know, go get a couple large pieces and take it to the job site. When they come in the morning, shake their hand, put your hand on their back and tell them, hey, you done a heck of a job yesterday. Appreciate your performance. You guys all done good. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. We made some money yesterday. Even if we even lost, you'll say, hey, just talk to them. Find out what the problem is. Find out how you can change it. Is the right guy not running the job? Is the wrong guy running the job? You know, you got to figure all those things out. You got to balance all that out. But I think doing, doing, doing neat little things for them, uh, a little bonus here and there for getting a job done. I mean, listen, if you got so much money in a job and the job pays a certain amount yep. and, and they get it done two weeks early and it saves you 60 man hours, I think you'd be a fool not to do a little something. Yep. You know, that's my opinion. Exactly. My last question is with the flooring industry, because you've been in it for what was your total? You've been in not, bit, about 19 years. 19 years. What have you seen innovate? What have you had to change? What is obviously you went through the era where there was an internet to when you had to progress to the internet, right? Yes. yes. What I think uh, what we had to change is <laughs> I'm sure a few people 19 years ago remember the old fax machine. Oh, fax machine. <laughs> fax machine. I about wanted to pick that thing up and throw it 15 times. 
Look, I wouldn't. I've never been computer literate. Anybody that knows me, um, I've never been good with the the phones and the internet and the emails and the uh, thing, you, you, Facebook, Twitter, any of that stuff. Never really had a part. Never yeah. let that take control of my life. Yeah. And I think that's what's kind of happening. A lot of people are letting that stuff take control of their life and losing some of that. The people talk. Yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say. We're missing that. And I hate to see what's going to be the next 15 or 20 years. But there's there's a lot of changes. You know, how many how many people remember the next deals? You hit True. it and it was a walkie-talkie and you talked to True. them or whatever. Pager. Yeah, pager. My God, a pager. Uh, you know, it, a lot of things have changed for me. A lot, a, lot of, a lot of things in this business has changed. And, and I think with change, you have to adapt. Yep. But with change, I don't think you as a person should change. Yep. And um, I, you got to you got to change things with the business, and I understand that to stay productive and and do different things. But um, a lot of things have changed, really. Um, but I, I would say def emails they definitely helped me for sure. Yeah. I'm figuring it out. If you go in my office and see my monitor, yep. that's probably why I'm half blind right now. Yep, because my monitor it's is about, about a 50 inch screen. It is massive. And, uh, I think that's a good thing though. Because <laughs> I mean, I can see everything on it. That's what know? I was going to say. But uh, a lot of emails, a lot of things on there, a lot of information on there that I, that I depend on. You know, so, so what was it? What was before the email? Just phone calls. Um, right? Before email was well for me or for our business. It was uh, mainly phone calls, nextels, and faxes. What is a nextel? Uh, nextel was like a walkie-talkie phone. It was a, it was a cell phone, uh -huh. but you beep it and it chirp and it have your name in it for an example. And I say, hey, Sam, you there? And then you would talk to me. It'd just be like a walkie-talkie. Really? It, it was neat for a while. I think it done okay um, yeah. it, it was good for us for for a little while only problem is when you're upset at one of your guys or if you say something and everybody hears it oh man, that's the whole good. place can yeah, hear everybody hears it wasn't it. So a direct be, line you want to be kind of careful and if you call them on the cell phone you call them you're fine yeah. but a lot of people just hit that walkie-talkie so you had to be careful what you say and what you what you put out there for for sure i've been busted a few times on them but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i never hurt anybody well lenny that's all i got you have any uh Comments or concerns for myself? Good luck. Good luck to you, kid. Um, I hope uh, whatever you're doing here works out for you, and I wish you the best luck, and, and see what happens. Thank you. And you're welcome. That's a wrap. Process Podcast. Thank you for listening to The Process Podcast with Samuel Fouch. You can find us online at theprocesspodcast.com. S at the end as plural. You can also find The Process on YouTube if you search Samuel Fouch, The Process Podcast, as well as all audio platforms, including Apple, Anchor, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Samuel is also on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. Instagram handle is Samuel Justice Fouch. The Process Instagram is the.processpodcast.com, as well as Facebook is The Process Podcast. LinkedIn is Samuel Justice Fouch. Snapchat is Samuel Fouch underscore 22. If you'd also like, review, and comment, and share. Thank you.